Well, as we know, BWS Airport Drive reopened yesterday following the tragic death of Declan Laverty earlier this year. Now, BWS say that their priority remains the safety and the well-being of their team members and the broader community when shopping. Joining me on the line to talk more about this from the workers' perspective is the SDA Secretary, Josh Peake. Good morning to you, Josh. G'day, Katie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Um, Josh, have you spoken to any of those workers and how are they feeling after the shop opened yesterday? Well, we visited the site uh, two days ago and um, uh, in the lead-up to it being opened. And I think, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of mixed mixed feelings. Um, What occurred at the store was, you know, tragic. Um, and that lives with workers every single day as they go go there. It reminds the workers, you know, there, there is a constant reminder of that. Um, and there's a reminder for staff across the NT um, who work in re- retail mm-hmm. on the front line that their work is dangerous. Um, and so, you know, there's obviously they're living with that trauma. And for some of the newer employees who weren't there, it, it's still it's still a worry for for them. Um, of course, they're pleased that their stores reopened as well. Um, they want to uh, go back to some normality. They want to go back to doing their jobs. So, you know, it's complex. Um, and I think, you know, it's fair to say how workers are feeling. I think it's really mixed. Um, and, and, you know, we you know we just constantly continue to think of, you know, the tragic loss of Declan and, and, and our thoughts with his family as well. Yeah, you're spot on. It, you know, like it would be a really hard situation, I would I would suspect, for his co-workers, for everybody stepping back into that shop because it... Is you know it's forever going to be a um, a tragic a tragic reminder of exactly what has gone on in there. Yeah, and look, I mean, I think um, you know it. We've talked for some time, and I think mm. I've even been on your show before yeah. this death about the sort of you know um, exposure to risk that our work, our our members and, and workers in this sec- sector face, and. You know, it shouldn't take a death for people to be taking it more more seriously. I mean, we are really pleased they are. Um, we are really pleased that um, hopefully out of this tragedy something good can come of it, which is that people recognise that the jobs that our members do, particularly in these exposed locations, yep. is inherently ris- risky and that as a community we need to do do more, but employers need need to do, do more as well. And the law is pretty clear on this. I mean, the law says that an employer must take all reasonable steps to keep their workers safe. Mm. And that is about um, addressing known risks. And we know um, violent and abusive customers are a risk. They are a known risk. Yep. Um, and we need to be making sure we've got really strong practice in, practices in, in, in place across the board um, to keep work, workers safe. Um, and that's why it's been really important for us to say to the NT government and WorkSafe NT, Let's get over this question of and debate about what is reasonable, um, because that's half the problem here, right? We we, we we try to enforce certain protections. Employers might say, well, that's not reasonable in these circumstances. We then mm. get into this bizarre roundabout question. What we're saying really clearly is develop a code of practice, develop a guide that says in these high-risk establishments, these are the things that they must do. Yeah. Josh, tell me, I know that there have been a number of of changes made to the BWS Airport Drive um, for it to reopen yesterday. Like, what safety measures are in place? Well, there's a few things, and and I think there still needs to be more more done. I mean, I certainly don't want to be critical of Endeavour because I think they have have tried really hard over the last couple of months to 
listen to their team, engage with the union and put certain things in place. So we do think there still are some stronger measures that that, that should come. But one of the most important things for us in every exposed location is workers must have an escape route. They must have somewhere to go. And in the way many of these establishments have been built, right across the territory and right across the country, workers don't have a secondary exit. So if they are confronted by someone, they've got no, no, nowhere to actually escape to. So the store now has two exit pathways. That's a big improvement mm-hmm. and a safe room where workers can lock themselves in should something go particularly wrong and they yeah, can't right. use one, one of those escape routes. So that's good. The counter yet at this stage has not yet been moved to the front of that escape room. That's what needs needs to have needs to happen. Um, they have put in um, locked um, cases for a whole bunch of um, liquor products. So that means that um, you know there's less likely of a smash and grab type 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 arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still think more needs to be done, particularly around the location of the counter uh, and also some screens. Um, they're currently operating a 7 p.m. closure, so that's an improvement in relation to trade, trading hours. That means people aren't working as late at night and, 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 and potentially exposed to greater risk. Um, they've committed to ensuring that there's always going to be two staff on closure as well. So um, they're some of the things that have been done. Um, but as I said, there, there is still more to be done, not just at this site, but across yeah every site that has the potential for workers working alone late at night. Look, it is, you know, it does sound like a good thing that there is that uh, escape room now that's there, another exit for people to be able to get out when they are working should a, uh, a violent and, and frightening situation unfold. I do want to ask you, Josh, just stepping away, uh, I guess, from bottle shops for a moment and looking more broadly at our retail workers, I've been contacted by a couple of listeners over the last couple of days about different incidents at Casuarina. How are things going? from your perspective? Look, it's fair to say not well. I mean, I think um, most of our mem- members are reporting a rise on anti-social be- be- uh, behaviour. Um, we've done a recent survey following um, the incident at the BWS store and we've uh, asked our members how they're currently feel- feeling and whether they, they're feeling um, more at risk. And the answer to those questions is yes. They're not feel- feeling as safe as, as they were. They're seeing... That there's an increase in antisocial behaviour in in their work workplaces, and we are really engaging with employers to say, um, you know, more must be done to make sure that workers are feeling safe and are in fact safe with are within within their their their, their establishment. Mm. So, um, there's a whole range of things, and you know, we've gone through lots of those around, you know, making sure we've got appropriate signage, we've got appropriate screen protection, we've got enough staff on. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is also because there is insufficient staff, security guards. For, establishments where we know there is a known risk, um, the availability of police when stores need need them. Um, the trespass reform is positive, um, but we need to make sure it's enforced and and actually occurs. So, um, you know, it, I got, you know, our feedback from members on the ground in the NT is, is things aren't great. Um, and, um, you know, I think the roundtable that we're going to be engaging with the government on is really important because um, workers' voices need, need, need to be heard and um, and, and employers also need to be taking appropriate steps to keep their workers safe. Josh, when's that roundtable due to happen? I don't have an answer to that yep. question. I understand um, it, 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 we are keen to see it soon. Um, mm. Uh, and we're looking forward to an answer from the government. So. Just a very quick one. I was at the shops the other day and I was in one of the supermarkets and a whole group of young boys walked in. Uh, the, the older lady that was working at the counter there said to me, do you know what, they come in every day and they steal things and, uh, and we just have to let them go. 
how often are you hearing stories like that? That we've, you know, that you've got groups of of kids just thinking that they can really do what they want, and it must be incredibly frustrating. And it seemed as though it was upsetting for the staff that I spoke to the other day, where, you know, where uh, people are just have some people are just got no respect at this point in time for, you know, for for the sh- for what goes on in the shopping centre for for having to pay for things. You know, um, most of our members. Um are proud workers, you know. They don't like to see their work and their environment treated in such regard. So when they see people come in and treat it with disrespect or skill stuff, it, it's personally insulting for them and, re- and incredibly upsetting. Um, you know, I was going to say, if, if an employer in a shop like that knows that they're having um, a lot of things stolen off them every single day, uh, the question we also should be asking is, why hasn't the company put on a security guard to help prevent it? Um, surely they're losing more in product loss than they would be in the cost of employing a security guard if what that 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 if mm. what you've been told is such a common occurrence. I mean that seems to be, you know, a, just a, a strange thing that on one side they're trying to save costs by not putting in in place security, but on the other on 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 the other hand, allowing people just to walk out with with whatever they need to. Our advice to members though is, their job is to serve customers, not be some kind of law enforcer. Their job is to make sure that um, people um, are given good customer service, not chase down perpetrators. And if we know these locations are of particular risk, then it really is on, um, you know, obviously the police to be on the the lookout for it and uh, attend these situations when they occur. But it's also on the employer to put in appropriate me- mechanisms to prevent this from continuing to occur. Well, Josh Peake, the SDA Secretary, always appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having a chat with us this morning. Thanks, Katie. Thank you.